Welcome to episode 11 of Make Marriage Work with Danielle and Jordan, staying connected through stressful life changes. And there's a lot of stressful life changes <laughs> in the last year or so for most of us. Right. Um, Danielle and Jordan live in California. They have one adorable daughter. Danielle is a social worker and works with eating disorders, and Jordan works in music. And they just, like, let us right into their relationship, Mm -hmm. and it's really beautiful and really helpful and relatable experiences. That's an awesome episode, so let's cut the chit-chat and get right into it. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) Here we go. Enjoy. And as always, join us after for our work gets for you. This is Make Marriage Work, a podcast for happy couples who are ready to learn how to argue better and connect more. We're Strons and Mallory Wolfgram. Mallory is a couples therapist, but this podcast isn't therapy. It's chatting with real couples like you about how to make marriage work. At the end of each episode, we give you clear takeaways that you can try out in your own relationship. All right, let's get going. Hello, Danielle and Jordan. How are you guys today? We're good. Thanks for having us on your podcast. Doing good. Yeah, yeah thanks for thank us. you guys. Thanks for being here. Super We're excited. excited to talk to you both. Danielle, I know you're a social worker, correct? Yes. And then Jordan, what do you do? I'm a musician. I'm a composer for musical theater and film score. Very cool. Nice. That's awesome. So yeah, we're excited to talk to you both a little bit about your relationship. We like to just start out with what do you love most about your partner? So I'll go first. I was I was telling Danielle on the way over here. Sometimes I'll tell Danielle, I'm gonna let me tell you four things I love about you. And I try always to make them be very thoughtful, which I think it's funny that you ask because I always try and be really thoughtful about those things rather than just saying what comes first. I decided I couldn't settle on like a single top thing, but I wrote down (laughs) three things. Awesome. Danielle is very confident. So that's one of the ones I, I thought of. And I've always told Danielle that one of the things I fell in love with when we met was her voice. And not my singing voice, my talking <laughs> voice. Yeah. Just wanted yeah. to clarify. Unfortunately, I, enjoy her, I cannot I enjoy, sing. I enjoy well. her singing, <laughs> but um, <laughs> for other reasons, <laughs> Danielle sings, but I love her, the confidence in her voice. Another uh, one I wrote down is that she is supportive. I am in a tough career path as an artist. Not everyone would be as open to supporting that choice of lifestyle as Danielle. So she's been extremely supportive and not just tolerant, but supportive because you can tolerate your partner being in an artistic career while not necessarily being in it wholeheartedly, but she does. She She's very supportive. And the last thing I wrote down was quick to resolve conflict. If there's any sort of argument or conflict between us, she tends to be the first one to initiate a, a resolution and she is very uh, good at that and it comes very naturally for her not to compliment myself but from me i i would say that's saying a lot because i considered myself good at conflict resolution before we went but i think danielle is even better at it than i am 
those are three things I wrote down because I couldn't choose a top. Snap. Snaps. Thanks, yeah, that Jordan. Awesome. That's really sweet. <laughs> and I'll say for me that the conflict resolution definitely is not innate in me. That is definitely something I learned, you know, uh, in my work as a clinical social worker, as a therapist, and just my own personal work on myself. So I'm glad that you see that, babe. And I hope all those things are not new things. I think those are those are things I have told you before, right? Yes, you get credit. I have to tell a quick story about Jordan's compliments. <laughs> this is still one of the funniest things that's ever happened in our marriage. It's these little things that just make me laugh. So we are night owls. It's a problem, especially having a 19-month-old <laughs> daughter because she gets up early. So we're working on going to bed sooner. But this is when I was pregnant and this is a couple of years ago. It was 1.30 in the morning. We are trying to like fall asleep. And we had both been quiet for several minutes, but neither one of us were asleep anyways. He's like, hey. And I said, hey. And then he didn't say anything. And I was like, what? And he said, oh, I was going to give you a compliment, but I couldn't think of any. <laughs> well, it's and then you went to sleep. Sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> especially in the beginning of our marriage, nice. that, that would tend to be the moment when I would tell him, "Let me tell you, you know, ten reasons why I love you, or something." Right? And I tried to be thoughtful about them, but I was so tired I couldn't be thoughtful about it. So I just decided I would just not do it. Yeah, you had a rain check for the morning. Um, it's, it's so unprovoked we weren't talking I didn't ask him you know it was just so yeah. funny good intention I'm like good intention. yeah you really wanted to just couldn't quite pull through <laughs> exactly. that's so funny one thing I was going to mention babe which um you two might prefer is to make it like sound organic so maybe don't say that you wrote it down I don't know maybe just to be like oh yeah this is what it is that oh, was like an idea, but it probably I have doesn't no problem matter. with people knowing that I wrote it down beforehand. Okay. I came prepared. Well, you know that. Okay, I'll. I yeah. say when I when I'm answering these sorts of important questions, I think it's important to be thoughtful about them. Okay. I, if I was, if you were to ask me what what do you love most about your partner off the top of my head, I might not think of anything off the top of my head. So. Well, that kind of goes into what I love about you, um, Jordan. What my favorite thing is. About Jordan is his thoughtfulness. I have found that since we had a baby, I have become a lot faster and more rushed and Jordan has almost slowed down. And that Mm -hmm. presents an interesting dynamic where I am just like, oh my gosh, hurry up. Like, can you decide? Like, let's go, let's go. And Jordan does not rush. He does not rush, but he's also never late to anything and he's almost always prepared very thoroughly and so we have definitely different styles and how we kind of go about things and get things done but Jordan's very thoughtful you are just I don't know how to explain it I mean you you do things thoroughly and Jordan's really great at time management which is something I struggle with and (laughs) I think that allows him to to just have a successful career and and be successful in life with relationships with responsibilities with um, whatever he's kind of doing at that particular time and just very gentle with me, gentle with Emmeline. Um, you really don't have a temper, Jordan, at all. And our it, Jordan is all his baseline is always happy and calm, like always hmm. wakes up like that, 
throughout the day. He just is very kind of stays within that zone. And I really appreciate that consistency. It's helpful for me. That's a good baseline to have. It is. Those are really lovely. I love doing that for the first question because like, I feel like I just got to know you guys in your relationship really well. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah, I I thought it was very unique. Um, kind of what Jordan said in, in, in your voice and he could, you know, like your voice was oozing yeah, confidence that is a, that, that is yeah that is very unique and i think it's 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 awesome that that jordan recognizes that in in your voice it's beautiful i well i think we make so many judgments about people's voice unconsciously that we're not even aware of like have you ever in yeah. your head like for example are there any podcasts you listen to i mean it's so funny i talk about this doing a podcast interview right now but are there have you ever listened <laughs> to a podcast and you've never seen a picture of that person but like you think you know what they look like yeah, based yeah. on their voice. Based on their voice. Like, we have these expectations that, about even how people look based on their voice. And I think that... Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I just think um, voice is so important. And we, and we make judgments about people based on their voice. And, yeah, it's... it's it, it, I think it's something that I've been more aware of than other people. But I think that we all, we all place some amount of importance on that and how a person sounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually remember my junior year of high school in my English class, I like read a paragraph out loud or something and someone else like raised their hand and was like, I just want to say like, I love your voice so much the way you read and like talk just like speaks to me. And I was like so touched because it's such a specific compliment that you don't get very often. And I don't know. It's yeah, it is interesting to think about and just think about how different voices rub you the wrong way or like really resonate with you. It's a cool, mm-hmm. cool concept. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. All right. Next question. What is a funnier relatable argument or conflict you guys have worked through together? So I admit I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about this question that I will give a disclaimer on that one because I wanted to come up. I would have liked to come up with something funny. I don't think I did. Jordan but... is funny when I'm not rushing him. And I've been a little rushing <laughs> So I think I've pampered spirit. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll that is a little lighthearted, but it sort of is because um, I like the kitchen to be clean. Um, and I like the dishes to be done soon. Right after, after dinner. After dinner. Or after meal, uh, within reason. And uh, one thing that we one solution we came to that we're not really doing anymore because it, it doesn't work because our schedule has changed. But when we, before we had any kids, um, I recall, you know, Danielle was in school full time and I was working full time. And so when you're both sort of have full time obligations outside of the home, then the division of labor is, has to be, negotiated exactly you can't you can't easily you can't it doesn't work to just sort of fall into stereotypical roles because neither one of you necessarily has more time for those things and so we had to figure out how to get the dishes done um, routinely and I was getting upset because I felt like the dishes were sort of defaulting onto me and (laughs) so we uh i think we worked out a system where i would just do half the dishes and then leave the rest. 
Yeah, that was one of the solutions that we discussed. Last <laughs> year. But so. what I would say is that I think the thing that Jordan and I do well at is the negotiation, which I feel like is the wrestle of life. It's like, well, what do you need? Well, what do I need? Well, how about we do them fit? How about we spend 15 minutes talking on the couch and then we do the dishes so that both of our needs can be met? And it's that constant um, kind of going with how our needs change, how our life changes, and then figuring new things out as time goes on. And I, I would say that we worked through that. We're still working through it. Um, it's definitely kind of one of those things that we have yeah, to figure we, out together. We, we, I think, in our marriage have had to negotiate those sorts of daily tasks a lot more than other couples because our the amount of time that we individually have spent working outside of the home has shifted so many times to Danielle working outside the home more or I'm working outside the home more it's shifted so many times that we've had to adjust uh, with every new situation and so what worked for us years ago won't be that isn't the same solution today because it doesn't apply so um. yeah I really like that idea of renegotiating and it sounds like you guys are really mindful of like we had this little shift with work or this big shift with work and so that's going to literally change everything including how we do the dishes and <laughs> just being willing to keep coming yeah. back to it is really important. Yeah. When I hear the word negotiation it's like open communication about just yeah. Like what you said Mel. Just yeah, life situations it's, and how it, they can change. The way we describe it after the fact makes it sound like it was this super frictionless process. Like oh. it was very simple, but <laughs> we are like perfect people because usually those negotiations are the result of like there's been friction that's been building up and it sort of reaches sure. the boiling point and something, some yeah. solution has to be found. Yeah. Because one of us is very frustrated. Jordan. So the, that is sort of where it's Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, no, that makes sense that it's maybe not as mindful and perfect as it sounds now. It kind of takes bumping heads a bit to yeah. say, okay, we need to figure this out. Yeah, I always, I'm a couples therapist. I don't know if you know that, Jordan, and a lot of my couples are like, so stupid that we're arguing about dishes. Is this so embarrassing? Like, no one else probably argues. And I'm like, literally everyone argues about the dishes. <laughs> like, real arguments happen about the dishes all Thank the time. You. Yeah, that's that's really starts. helpful for me. I hope you're hearing that. Because we talked about it on Saturday, actually. And I was like, Jordan, I feel like you love me, but you don't like me. And Jordan was like, oh, my complaint is the dishes. Everything else is fine in our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> one problem. problem. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's very true. So I appreciate that. Yes. We have a similar dishes dynamic where Strons will, like, we're dishing up our hot, finished dinner, and I'm, like, ready to eat. And Strawn starts doing all the dishes from like cooking. I don't know what it is. And it's like the dinner is ready. Leave them until we eat, please. So it's a real thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So our next question is What is one of the most challenging experiences you have been through as a couple, and how did you get through it together? Getting a little deeper. Yes. So. When I gave birth to my daughter, it was 
absolutely, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. And I think a lot of women can relate to that. A lot of families can relate to that. And it was so funny because I was, I, I, I'd made the decision not to get a C-section. I know that that's not always a decision that can be made. And a lot of women would like to have a vaginal delivery and they were unable to. And I'm so glad that it worked out and it could have been a lot scarier Mm -hmm. than it was. The dynamic that I experienced is that I pushed on and off pretty much for like eight hours. It was like seven and a half hours, which is pretty unusual. And it was really scary. And I, it was, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. And it was just amazing how helpful Jordan was in that moment. I had, I went with a midwife and, um, I, the the practice had several midwives. The first midwife I had for like the first half of the labor, um, I was really like driving with. And then the second one, there was just a shift and it was a lot harder for me. And I really credit Jordan to teaching me how to give birth. I mean, it's, it sounds crazy, but he was just like, okay, do this and do this. And Jordan is so intuitive with that sort of, um, with that sort of stuff. I mean, it really is amazing. And, um, that was the absolute hardest experience that I had been through. And he was completely my cheerleader and was really the one that helped me to feel like I was capable of doing it, um, for as long as it took. And it, when I was like actively pushing and I had been fasting, I had all, I wouldn't even go into all the stuff. It had been Mm -hmm. prolonged, you know, all the words, membrane, rupture, whatever it's called water broke for almost 24 hours and um I was exhausted and I was thinking is this the hardest thing I'd ever done and I was going through like the classes I had in graduate school like the statistics classes I had done with Spencer James at BYU and I was like I think this is the hardest thing and just to have Jordan there throughout all those emotions and then after when our daughter went down to the ICU and she you had this she had like a breathing treatment she right the, it was a level it was the next level up nursery okay but, yeah. something she went somewhere that I didn't know it was just very I think symbolic of that partnership that we have and how he was right there he was looking at me talking to me holding my knee I'm very flexible it was a problem my knees just go out and so I had to have people holding them up anyways just the the physical part that he had in that process I think was was definitely a huge challenge that we got through together. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask is like what what about what he was doing made you feel supported and it sounds like he was like physically there with you and talking with you and like kind of being as involved as much as he could is that kind of what you were feeling Mm -hmm. and just telling me like you can do this like you can totally do this and just that like loaning me that confidence when I was completely exhausted and depleted of energy and was just so beyond like my normal self just completely depleted and him just saying you got this you're doing awesome and Jordan you tell them how great I did (laughs) you remember you were like that was incredible. And he he like talks about it as like, that was amazing. And just him, his support and confidence in me that I could do it. I'm like, did I manifest this hard experience so I can like add it to my mental resume of like how tough I am. But him just like believing in me. I think that was the thing that helped. And I just didn't feel like I was getting that from my, my practitioner. And so to have Mm -hmm. him do it in, in, in her stead, I think was helpful. Yeah. I love how you said loaned me his confidence when I was depleted. 
Yeah. Yes, that's a really awesome image. Jordan, tell me, tell us a little bit more about what that was like for you, if you don't mind. Um, interesting. Well, we actually hadn't talked about um, what our answers were for that question, and I, I'm actually surprised. I mean, that experience was probably the toughest physical challenge we had. I mean, it wasn't obviously like a physical challenge very much for me, except just that I didn't sleep for. And you held up my days. leg for like eight hours. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it wasn't hard. For, I mean, I, I, it's one thing to go without sleep, but it's, it was just the, the fact that she was, you know, in active delivery for like seven and a half hours uh, was, yeah. it was, it was hard on me emotionally, uh, certainly, but you know, it was, it was not hard for me to be supportive because I felt like Danielle was really the one who it was hard for and who was doing all the work. So um, I just, uh, it, it wasn't, it really wasn't actually, I would say, I don't think I deserve very much credit for that. Um, yeah. Like I said, that it came I, naturally. Yeah. I, I think Danielle needs, gets most of the credit. Um, really for for pulling through there um that that would i would like i said that would be the hardest like physical challenge we've had i i would i was actually going to pick a, a different challenge um i was going to say sure. uh, when we moved to california like a year and a half ago that i would say was i would pick that as uh, one of our most difficult challenges um not physical but uh, it was a financial challenge. Um, we had saved up a lot of money. We we sort of had a, we had a plan that we were going to um, stay with Danielle's parents for a few months, um, and I had my musical theater show that was uh, had been optioned by some Broadway producers, and uh, there was looking like we were going to have a production happen in the summer of 2020. And uh, after we moved here, what just a bunch of things happened all at once. Well, I mean, we well, we, we, we both quit our jobs to yeah. move here. We had just become parents. Jordan was traveling for his musical. It was at Tuacon. He was doing a lot of writing. I was just yeah. lost all my, not lost, but left 90% of my family, my best, closest friends, to be with my parents, my parents are fantastic, and we all get along, and they've been angels, and are so they're watching our daughter right now. Um, but it it was really challenging. It was really, yeah. really challenging, so, and emotionally, socially, financially, and it's a gamble. I mean, I knew I was capable of finding a job. I we were talking the other day. I applied to like two hundred jobs, no connections. Mm-hmm. Like, got a job. It was great. Now I have a job that I really, really love. Um, but I would say that, but that, that part, the, 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 the part where we were here in California and I had given up, we had saved up a lot of money is it's true, but we had essentially both quit our jobs to move here. And then we had saved up like a small down payment that we thought we'd be able to use and hunt for a condo. And, and after just a few months move into our condo that we had purchased, but then our, um, the entire down payment plus emergency savings got drained by medical bills and a whole bunch of other things. And we were without work for longer than we thought we'd be. Anyway, so long story short, I'd say that was probably the toughest challenge that started as a financial challenge and turned into more of an emotional challenge. So, hmm. 
but we, we got through it. I mean, it, uh, you know, ultimately. Yeah, figured it out, yeah. definitely. And I think that's one of the things that we have figured out is, you know, when you're when you're not making the money that you want, that's hard. But I think, and, and there's, that's not maybe as necessary, that, that's not as much as a marriage problem as like just deciding what to do with money. And I would say in that area, that is something we have worked on and just really figuring out what our goals are, aligning our financial choices with our values, and then making those choices together. And that is one area that I feel like we are successful at. Yeah, we're actually pretty good with money and we in, don't fight over money. In how, not all. necessarily like in how much we make, but certainly in how we handle it. And yeah, I think that's an area page. that we, we do well at, honestly, yeah. and that, that's taken some time, but we've kind of gotten to that place. So it felt like there was big financial stress and strain just yeah. logistically, but you guys were kind of in it together. Is that yeah, what it was like? Yeah, that's exactly right. We haven't ever really disagreed on how to spend our money, but just the financial strain of not having income for a while was hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So do you have any thoughts briefly on how you've because money is hard for a lot of couples and so any thoughts on how you guys kind of line that up and feel pretty on the same page and connected financially yes <laughs> so dave ramsey ramsey is up there as one of the people that has influenced us the most and just getting re- I, i'm a millennial the word entitled is a bit of it, it activates me a bit you know i'm sure every millennial's been like you're you know you've heard you're entitled but to be like i am not entitled to anything and i don't have to buy things like just there's a whole mind shift, you know, and we listen to his podcast and, and, you know, getting out of debt. And that isn't something that we choose to do besides like a house one day. Um, and, and that means financial choices, you know, it's not use credit cards and to not have student loans and to do all those things, um, to like own a cheaper car and pay it off. And, um, just different things like that have, have been the way that we've done it. And just really both agreeing, to those principles has really helped. And, and it, it's this classic thing where we already made the choice. So we don't have to choose again and again and again. We already chose this is the life we're living. We're buying things with cash and we're moving on and every dollar has an assignment and we budget once a month and we have the savings and we have all the things and I'm, we're just not worried about it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have a lot of financial okay. stresses anymore just because we followed Dave Ramsey. So, and we, and we learned yeah. of budgeting. So. That's awesome. Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. Say no guy. more. Yeah. We we're probably not as much believers as you guys sound like, but he, we've read his stuff and listened to some stuff and it is like, it's just such a different perspective than you really get pretty much anywhere else in culture mm-hmm. where it's really helpful to be like, Oh, that's an option actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. So just really like diving into what do we want and then just going full force. Yeah. And looking at the big picture because it would be really Mm -hmm. easy to be like, oh, we had a baby. I need a minivan. We're going to get this loan, car payment, but really saying what do we want now and in 30 years and how are we going to do that? 
and, and just really being committed and knowing that it is temporary when we do have struggle, when we do, you know, have a smaller Christmas budget. Well, this is to get to where we want to be. And it's a shared vision. And I think that that has, has really helped. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Well, thank you um, for opening up. I know that question it it allows people or it kind of pushes people to be, to be somewhat vulnerable. And thank you for sharing those two stories. Next question is how do you stay close and connected? I, uh, I will preface that by my answer, just by saying again, um, uh, that we're not like a, a perfect couple. No one is. Uh, but, uh, I, I just, I think we enjoy going out. We enjoy um, having regular dates. We try to have regular dates. It's been very difficult with COVID. I feel like it's been a long time yeah. since we mm-hmm. felt like we could just, we could go have a, a regular sort of dating routine because there's, mm-hmm. I mean, right now in California, you can't eat out. Everything is closed. So you can't eat date, out like, even we'll, we'll, outside. Exactly. And the, like it's, the very limited list of things we can do, we've done so many we times. We go to the beach. I, I'm t- exactly. We go to the beach. We go to the beach. Like, we can take out, go to the beach, which is not bad. Yeah, we but, love that. But it's also but it's getting repetitive. a little cold now yeah. to go do that. And so it's, it's, it's become repetitive. But in a normal year, a non-COVID year, I'd say that we really enjoy um, doing regular weekly dates. Um, one thing I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I think for me, it's just finding rituals and routines. One thing we've been working on and we negotiate. I really think that's one of the things that Jordan and I do a lot. This is what I need. This is what you need. Okay. What are we going to do? Okay. How about I do this and how about you do that? And we'll do this. So one of the things is that I'm off my phone by nine. This is the ideal. Does not always happen. I'm off (laughs) my phone by nine and by nine 30, Jordan and I are getting ready for bed together and Jordan has agreed to like my skincare routine kind of customized to him and just that like regular routine of connecting and being together and then in bed by 10 reading for 30 minutes and talking and lights out by 10 30 that's kind of what we've been working on uh poorly you know it takes it takes some time to do <laughs> habits but things like that that connect us regularly even if they're really small has helped yeah, I love that. Having things that we just know we do together and are spending that time together each day. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, last question. What's your number one tip for others to make marriage work? Uh, I'll say that um, I always remember the advice I was given. I think it was by my aunt. Um, her her biggest advice was expectations. She said to lower your expectations. Which aunt is this, Jordan? That was Aunt Miley. Okay, I I love. But aunt she Miley. didn't say that. It wasn't an answer that <laughs> she gave Miley. to me. This was a lot way before I got married. I I don't even remember what we were talking about. I think I was talking about someone else's marriage and Aunt Miley and I said, "What advice would you give them?" And she said, "She always gives the same advice, and that's to lower." your expectations. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I've always, uh, that resonated with me and that still does. And I think that expectations 
can get in the way um, and, and can cloud our our vision. Have you ever heard like the saying that uh, perfection is the enemy of the good or something like that? Um, and mm-hmm. if you expect a certain part of your relationship to be a certain way, for whatever reason, either because that's what you perceive other couples are like, um, the comparison. then it, you, it creates it, 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 it creates sort of dissatisfaction within your own marriage. Mm-hmm. Like you say, I, like you, you saying just now, you know, that um, <clears throat> like the dishes are, are an argument for like all couples, you know? Well, if you don't know mm-hmm. that, then you might think, oh my gosh, you know, when you don't know what's normal for other, you know, at, for most people, then you might have this expectation that, that there is some, is some other normal. And then when you're not, that relationship isn't that way, then it can cause you to think, well, we don't have a good relationship or, I, or, or whatever. So I think just lowering mm-hmm. expectations um, and meeting your partner where they're at rather than expecting something of them that they are not um, is helpful for avoiding contention. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and I will say that, um, so I, yeah, so tip for making marriage work, it, I would say, is, is to, to have reasonable to 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 manage your expectations of the other person and i would also add um to to expect that it will be hard work that just Mm -hmm. like most things that are valuable in life they 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 come through hard work and relationships are no different you have to work hard at them love it snaps snaps babe snaps for you um i think for me it's I've done a lot of values work recently with a lot of my patients and I think values are so helpful and um, figuring out what the values are of each couple or of of each individual within the relationship and then um, within the partnership I think as well can really help because it it gives a guide of of what to do and, and how to to help each other so for example if I value relaxation at the end of the day and hanging out with Emmy, the dishes are going to be the absolute last priority that I have because I value my time with my sweet baby and I'm working full time right now to get licensed, um, just getting it busted out in two years and then I'll have more flexibility with my career. And so the, that means that the dishes are not high on my priority list. And for Jordan, mm-hmm. he values that piece. And for him visually to have the house clean gives him that relaxation. So it's a different value or a different way to meet that need associated with that value and so I think that that can really help and then also knowing that values shift just kind of like what we said at the beginning our needs change we change over time and really being flexible with each other to know what we need and knowing that it is temporary and like if Jordan if you're really busy with work one week then I might do other things for you Um, that I might not normally do. We might just help each other out with different tasks or duties and such. And then also playing to our strengths. I mean, Jordan is really good, like I said at the beginning, um, planning things out, being really thoughtful, great time management. So for him to do the meal plan, to pick up groceries and to cook takes 
I, I have this analogy with spoons. Like every day we have five spoons and like how will you send your spoons? That takes Jordan like half of one spoon. But if I was to figure out what we had in the house, look up recipes, shop, prep, clean up, like cook, it would take four and a half of my spoons. And just <laughs> understanding what we do well at, I think has really, really helped. And, and, and I think it has helped us also to avoid being petty and um, Jordan just taking on that task of kind of knowing what we have in the house, knowing what we need and finding good recipes, which is a skill he has, loves to cook, uh, has really, it's just one thing, but that has really helped me to not feel like I, my weakness is almost being exploited. Like, well, I'm bad at this, so I have to become good at it. Like, no, I don't. I don't have to do that. If he's really good at that, he can be good at that and I can contribute in other ways. Yeah. Like all of that, you said like it helps us not be petty. And I feel like all of that, and that's like, I think one of my biggest takeaways from you guys is like the way you manage all of that. And like even that values thing you were talking about, it it would be so easy to say, like have Jordan say, she's not doing the dishes. She's lazy. She doesn't care about me, you know? And Danielle be like, he's not spending time with us. He's over there doing the dishes. Like he doesn't care about us. Like so easy to make those negative assumptions, but you guys have spent the time to like really learn from each other. Why does this matter to you? And why are we on such different pages about this? And how can I understand that and like figure out how to work together, even though we're different in that way? Like, I think that's really lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I think you put it very very eloquently. I'm happy. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. That was like really just the whole thing was very lovely and you guys are a lovely couple and that was so much good stuff. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, it was fun to hear about it. I mean, I've, I've heard you, Jordan, talk about how you like my talking voice, but I didn't know it was the confidence that you heard in it. So that was kind of interesting to hear you to hear all of that too. Um, I don't know that I would have heard all of that if we hadn't talked to you. So yeah, thanks for having us on. Yeah. You're very yeah, Thank you. That we love fun. your account and your podcast. Um, absolutely love following along. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for what you two do as well as a couple and how you share your strengths and the things that you learn. Thanks, Danielle. That's really sweet. Mm-hmm. I love your account so much, too. I'm always like, Strons, listen to this thing Danielle's oh, talking about. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan's like, when are you going to do the dishes? And I'm like, I'm making a story, Jordan. <laughs> the stories are for me, Jordan. Let her do it. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. We'll yeah, wrap up. Absolutely. sweet are they danielle and jordan were awesome they're so sweet and just like really i feel like we really got a look into their relationship dynamic like live up close and personal which is really fun yeah so we're grateful for them and their everything they shared um and now we're gonna do the work it let's do it so you ready babe let's work it All right, so as a reminder, 
Um, these workits are the part where if you've been listening to this podcast alone, you pause, go grab your partner, sit down together, and discuss each of these together. So it's really a hope that you can um, take what you've learned by listening and actually apply it and find change in your relationship. So we'll give you a second to pause and then join us back with your partner. Work it number one. What values are behind certain actions you don't understand or disagree with? We really loved how they talked about that example with the dishes and how Jordan kind of values peace and cleanliness, so he would prioritize doing the dishes sooner versus Danielle values that quality time with her daughter after work, and so she would maybe push off the dishes until later. And rather than just getting frustrated, they like figured out that difference in values in those moments. And that helps them really understand each other. Work in number two. What comparisons or expectations are you holding that are leading to resentment or frustration that you can adjust to have more patience and gratitude? So sit down, speak with your partner on how you can make those shifts in your relationship. Work at number three, what are some negotiations you can talk through to help your relationship run more smoothly? Where have you been feeling stuck lately and how can you each adjust to support a more healthy functioning relationship? We really loved how they talked about changing and negotiating and always adjusting when life changes. So look for some spots in your relationship where that could be helpful. We hope you guys loved hearing from Danielle and Jordan as much as we did, and stay tuned. We have some really awesome interviews lined up for the next couple of months, so we're excited to share with you. And as always, we want to hear what you're looking for, what you, what topics you want covered, what you'd like to hear more about in the reviews, or find us on Instagram at Make Marriage Work, and we can connect with you there. If you like this episode, we'd be super grateful if you would rate and review our podcast. And don't forget to tell your friends. It really does help other listeners find us. And make sure to find us on Instagram for more relationship tips at Make Marriage Work. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.